Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, here we go. Final hour of Bink Sundays here in Kansas City or wherever you're listening all over the world on the Odyssey app. That's Grant Nicholson. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. 913-576-7610. Those are thy digits. KU basketball in the Sweet 16. Other teams trying to find their way there. KU basketball might be playing their best hoop of the season when it comes to, I mean, you add Remy Martin to what was already a number one seed, he might be playing better than anybody. Now you got firepower from there, from Obagi, from Brown. You can get the ball down low to McCormick, out-rebounding teams, already pretty damn good defensively. You got experience. I don't know, man. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Because what always happens to us KU fans is this, and I'm one of them, so I'm speaking for myself here. We end up comparing KU basketball teams to other KU basketball teams. And then we convince ourselves that, yeah, they're good, but they can't win at all. I've seen plenty of KU basketball teams that would smoke this one. But that doesn't matter. Those guys are like 40 years old doing other things at this point. Is this team as good as like Gooden, Heinrich, Collison teams? No. Is this team as good as like maybe Andrew Wiggins and Embiid's team? Actually, that team was just okay. Is this team as good as go all the way back in the day? Like Paul Pierce and Rafe LaFrance and Jacques Vaughn. Remember that team? No, no. There have been plenty of KU. But this KU team compared to the rest of the actual field that's out there, especially the field that's left. Because now that we're starting to get down to the Sweet 16 teams, a lot of the teams that we kind of thought were quote-unquote dangerous but not one seeds like Iowa and Tennessee, gone. And then you look at some of the teams that are still there. I can't imagine that anybody's worried about St. Peter's, right? I mean, as any KU fans are like, look, we can really win this thing as long as we can avoid playing St. Peter's. I feel like there's a couple of teams out there like that. Michigan, that's an 11 seed that finished middle of the pack in the Big Ten. I don't think that anybody's going, uh-oh, what do we have to play Michigan? Carolina's a different story. Carolina's a weird one because they've got NBA players. The last three weeks or so, they've been playing great basketball. But they're only an eight seed. That's weird. They had to play Baylor yesterday. What a great game that was. One of the best games I can ever remember watching that early in the NCAA tournament. If you weren't watching that one, shame on you. UCLA moves on to the round of 16. Providence is in the Sweet 16. Arkansas, in the Sweet 16. Barely beat New Mexico State yesterday. What an ugly game that was. 53 to 48. And then, as I mentioned, St. Peter's. So 
along with KU. That's half of your Elite Eight. We're going to get the other half figured out here starting 10 minutes from now when Houston tips off against Illinois. It took Illinois every single second to take care of Tennessee Chattanooga. I I like Houston in this one, and I like Houston big. I think that they beat them down. Houston's a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Illinois. Again, that game tips off in just a few minutes this afternoon. It's seven versus two, Ohio State versus Villanova. Michigan State takes on Duke after that. That's an interesting one because you got Tom Izzo taking on Mike Krzyzewski, and it just kind of feels like Tom Izzo, would, he's not going to come out and say it, but he would love nothing more. He's 2-13, and 13, I think it is, in the 15 head-to-head matchups. He would love nothing more than to end Mike Krzyzewski's career in the NCAA tournament in the second round. Michigan State versus Duke. Duke is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Iowa State takes on Wisconsin early evening, and then this is kind of when all the Big 12 games get going. So if you're a Big 12 fan or if you're just a gambling degenerate like myself who wants to put some money down tonight, you got four Big 12 games tonight. So you got Iowa State versus Wisconsin. That's at 5-10. After that, at 6-10, you got Notre Dame versus Texas Tech. At 7-40, you got Texas versus Purdue in a 6-3 matchup. Purdue's favored to win that game by three. And then the late game tonight, TCU versus Arizona. Arizona's a nine and a half point favorite against the Big 12's Horn Frogs of TCU. 913-576-7610. So that's what's going on right now as far as the NCAA tournament. The updated odds are out to win the national championship. Not a ton has really adjusted according to Odd Shark and Zaga's still your favorite. Arizona and Kansas are still right there, hovering right around four and a half to one right now to win the national championship. So get in where you fit in because it feels like once they get a little bit closer, obviously the odds are going to go down. And as far as this KU basketball team goes, I'm starting to like them, man, because Remy Martin, that scoring came out. I, I can't say it came out of nowhere. That's not fair. Remy Martin averaged 19 points a game for two years at Arizona State. He torched KU, so I've seen it before. Then he transferred here. Then he was the preseason conference player of the year. And then he just didn't play. And it was injuries. And it was maybe he got overlooked because of other guys. Maybe it was, oh, this guy's out the door, so let's give some other guys opportunities. But by and large, we haven't seen Remy Martin. And then he had 20 points last game. I think it was 18 the game before. And... He is so much fun to watch. This isn't like a David McCormick where he goes out there and plays like a robot. And okay, cool. He had 20 and 10. If Remy Martin goes out there and has 20 and six, every one of those 20 points is going to make you go, oh my God, that was awesome. And then on top of that, he goes behind the back and he can, his passes are absolutely on a dime right now. I think Remy Martin is one of the best players in the tournament. And I think he's the best player on KU. Now, I don't see him having an NBA future or anything like that, the same way that I do for Ochai Abaji and Christian Brown and probably at some point a little bit for a guy like David McCormick or a G League opportunity or something. I don't know if Remy Martin's going to get any of that. But right now, I think Remy Martin is the best player that KU has for the rest of this tournament, and he's playing with so much confidence. So if you put him out there in a backcourt with Ochai Abaji in a frontcourt that has David McCormick and you throw in a guy like Christian Brown and sprinkling some other pieces – this KU team can beat you from so many different ways that it feels like as this season's gone along, they've just gotten better and better. They win the Big 12 regular season. They pretty much coast through the Big 12 tournament, which for my money is the toughest tournament to win. I mean, you have to beat Texas Tech, who right now nobody wants to mess with Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a scary-ass basketball team, and KU was able to go out there and handle them in the championship game 
of the Big 12 tournament. And then ultimately, I know the game yesterday was close against Creighton, but was it really? I mean, I felt pretty comfortable that KU was going to go on and win that game. So now that we're going to look up Monday and say, all right, there's 16 teams left and KU is one of them. Can they win four games and cut down the nets? Absolutely. Absolutely. This team can go out there and win the national championship. 913-576-7610. Moving on to the Chiefs. Are there chances of winning another AFC West diminishing by the day? I think you're a little bit naive. If you can look around just the last couple of weeks when free agency has been going on in the NFL and see what other teams in the division have done and see what the Chiefs haven't done necessarily. And I'm not saying the Chiefs haven't done anything. I understand. They got Juju Smith-Schuster. They added Justin Reed. But you got to remember, they lost Byron Pringle, who don't look now. Byron Pringle had 600-something yards last season. Juju Smith-Schuster, three out of his six years, has had 600 yards in his career, three out of five years, has had 600-something yards or less. So I don't know how huge of an upgrade it is. You might say, well, Sean, what about that year that he had nine touchdowns and 1,400 yards? You mean five years ago? I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is that guy. And don't forget, he's also coming off of a pretty big injury where he only played in a couple of games last season. It'd be great if I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong about this one. And then with Justin Reed, yeah, you add to the secondary, but you also saw Traverius Ward walk. Same thing's about to happen with Tyron Matthew. You had to add warm bodies back there at this point. So if you're asking me and then re-signing Frank Clark, restructuring Frank Clark basically because he had you by the balls, what what, what are you going to – how are you going to convince me that the Chiefs are a much better team now than they were the last time we saw them against the Bengals and that other teams aren't at least getting better? Like I look at what the Raiders have lost, right? But I also look at what the Raiders have gained. And re-signed. Re-signing doesn't really get people all that excited because the guy doesn't change uniforms. But bringing back Max Crosby for the Raiders is a big deal. If he would have hit the open market, he would have got more money probably somewhere else and been a problem somewhere else. Same thing with uh, like Mike Williams with the Chargers. That dude's good. He's like a top 20 wide receiver in the league. Yeah, it's not a splashy story because he didn't go anywhere. But the Chargers are better for it. They also get J.C. Jackson. They also get Khalil Mack. Oh, and uh, the Raiders also get this guy named Devontae Adams is now in the division. The Chiefs used to have all the superstars, or most of them, in the division. Now, Devontae Adams here. Russell Wilson there. It's become pretty interesting, and I was doing the show the other day, and according to the text line, which to me is always a pretty good indicator, a sample size of the Missouri side, the Kansas side. Sometimes we get people listening all over the place on the Odyssey app. So we'll get, you know, tons of text during the show. I ain't going to lie to you guys. People seem like, one, they were a little upset the Chiefs weren't making more moves. Now, this is before Juju Smith-Schuster. And two, they felt like other teams were getting close. Because it's not like anybody in the division sucks. It's not like they've got that team that, you know, the Houston Texans aren't in this division or the Jets don't play in this division or the Giants. Even if you look at whoever you consider to be the worst team last year, let's call it the Chargers, you're talking about essentially a 500 team with one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Let's say you weren't impressed with the Broncos. Well, okay. But you look up and down their roster, which, by the way, they just added to with Russell Wilson, that's, that's, a, that's a formidable opponent. 
The Raiders, I don't think enough people appreciated because they were too busy with all the distractions. John Gruden getting fired. Damon Arnett waving around a machine gun. Henry Ruggs getting in the crash. All these different issues were going on. And then you look behind the scenes, you pull the curtain back, they're 10-7, and and they're in the postseason. And now they've added players. We'll keep talking about the moves that have been made in the ASC West, and then we'll take a peek at free agency around the rest of football because teams are loading up, and they're coming after the Chiefs. And we discuss it right here. Bink Sundays, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday morning to you if you're just waking up or getting out of church or getting off work, whatever you're doing. Appreciate you tuning in. 913-576-7610. I'm the sports machine. That is Grant Nicholson. This is Bink Sundays. We're taking you up until noon right here on 610 Sports Radio. When I get out of here, I'm going to watch Sing 2. Hopefully it's good. If you've seen it, don't spoil it for me. Grant, pull up like a consensus list because I never did this. I said I would. Like, I don't know, go to Rotten Tomatoes or something and find us like a top 10 list of what somebody else thinks are the best sequels of all time. Because honestly, I don't think that there's ever been a sequel that's actually better than the original. I feel like sometimes we try to talk ourselves into it. But most of the time, it's wildly disappointing. I would say most of the time, sequels are okay. They're acceptable. You, They're like Home Alone 2. You leave the movie theater and you're like, fine. Or Major League 2. Compared to Major League 1, kind of crap. 913-576-7610. Tournament's going on. I'll keep you updated because one of the games is tipping off here in four minutes. That is uh, the Illinois game. So keep you updated on what happens there. Let's move back to the NFL real quick where everybody's making moves, especially in this division. So quickly, I'm going to take you around the rest of the AFC and tell you about what's happening as far as free agency goes. Uh, Case Keenum is now a Buffalo Bill, goes over in a trade from the Browns. 
They also got uh, Mitch Morris extended, their center. Of course, everybody knows Mitch Morris. Shaq Lawson signed a two-year deal, the defensive end, to Buffalo. And then they got Vaughn Miller. I'm sure you guys saw that. Vaughn Miller still getting a six-year contract. I get it. It's football. He's not going to get the whole thing. But six years, $120 million, 51 guaranteed. So he gets $17.5 million per year, Vaughn Miller, at this latter stage of his career. All right, with the Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater signed a one-year contract worth $7 bucks. They got Raheem Mostert, a um, couple of offensive linemen moves. Emmanuel Ogba re-signed. He was way better than we ever gave him credit for here in Kansas City. Four for 65 with the Miami Dolphins. Moving on in that division, James White re-signs with the Patriots for the 40th year in a row. They also re-signed their kicker, Nick Folk. That's about all the moves that they've made. Are you kidding me? The Jets re-signed Joe Flacco? You could have told me Joe Flacco's been out of the league for six years. Wait, when's the last time the Chiefs played the Broncos? In three years ago? Four years? Whenever that was. He's been in the league since? Really? Joe Flacco? Who knew? Uh, they re-signed Braxton Berrios, their wide receiver. Also, a couple of offensive line moves. That's it for the AFC East. As far as the North goes, Baltimore's done Basically nothing except for getting safety Marcus Williams, and they overpaid for him five for 70. The Cincinnati Bengals, a couple moves on their offensive line, but they went to the Super Bowl last year, obviously knocked out the Chiefs. They feel pretty good about where they're sitting. The Pittsburgh Steelers in a crazy situation because they're looking for a quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger, so they re-sign Dwayne Haskins. They also get Mitchell Trubisky. I don't really know what they're doing with either one. I don't know what their plan is with those guys. But now they've got them. And then as far as the most interesting and head-scratching move of quarterbacks in the division, and that division, I should say, Deshaun Watson acquired in a trade with the Cleveland Browns, uh, obviously the former now Houston Texans, for three first-round draft picks, a third-rounder, a late-round swap for a fourth or a fifth. And Deshaun Watson gets a, check this out, fully guaranteed $230 million contract. I don't know Deshaun Watson, except I interviewed him once in the Chiefs locker room, or I should say the opponent's locker room, three years ago. Nice enough guy, whatever. I do know that there were 22 different cases, separate cases against this guy, and you can't convince me that all 22 women were wrong or lying or whatever to go over 22. If you're Deshaun Watson last year, you're just – begging your lawyer to try to get you probation and as little jail time as possible. And now I assume you're talking to your agent more than you are your lawyer. Now that you're off the hook and he gets a five year, $230 million contract fully guaranteed for a guy that already has had some injuries early in his career. First of all, as far as like the human side of things go, Cleveland didn't have a problem with that. Cleveland didn't look at him and they were like, well, he is a great football player. And he had no tread taken off the tires last year, so he should be relatively healthy. But he did have those 22 counts. It felt like the second that he got cleared. Everybody was like, yeah, no, cool. And again, I understand. So for the people that are going to text in, well, innocent until proven guilty, fine. If one person accuses you or two or three or five or 10, but once you get to 12 or 15 or 20 or 22 different people, I don't care what line of whatever we're talking about. If 22 people from different places and backgrounds said that you did something, you probably did something. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. So Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown, which means that Baker Mayfield's out there for the grabbing. Who knows what his, I remember saying heading into this year, because the Chiefs played in the first game of the season, that this is it for Baker Mayfield as far as being a starting quarterback in the league. 
Yeah, we see him in commercials. We know his name. Played in Oklahoma. Won the Heisman. Number one overall pick. Yada, yada, yada. But when it comes to actual production, he stinks. And he's always kind of stunk. Stink, stake, stunk. And now he's probably going to either go to a terrible football team and fight for a starting job. Go to a team that has like the number one or number two pick. Takes a quarterback that wants a one-year stopgap. Or be a backup. Those are essentially your options right now if you're Baker Mayfield. And you played yourself into that position. He had every single opportunity. Multiple coaches. They brought in Odell Beckham. They signed a bunch of guys their offensive line. And he basically didn't improve. Maybe a change of scenery for him will do the same thing that it did for Andrew Wiggins. Where it's like, all right, number one overall pick. High expectations. Kind of flatline. Team's not winning a bunch. And then you go somewhere else. And I'm not suggesting the same way that Andrew Wiggins was an all-star starter, which is a little head-scratching in and of itself, that that's what Baker Mayfield's going to turn into. But it's probably best for all sides. They also got Jacoby Brissett for what it's worth to back him up. If you're Jacoby Brissett, why would you sign with the Browns? I mean, what's the point? Like, Unless you're just completely content with being a backup quarterback, I feel like he's a fringe starting quarterback in the league. They also got Amari Cooper in a trade with the Dallas Cowboys for a fifth-round draft pick. So making moves are the Cleveland Browns, but I feel like we've been saying that for years and basically everything's been the same. Uh, the Texans now need a quarterback. I don't think they found one. They did re-sign Jeff Driscoll to a one-year deal for what it's worth. A couple of other kind of small ancillary moves made by the Houston Texans. As far as the Colts go, they re-signed Mo Alley-Cox. They're tied into a three-year $18 million contract, and they also got Yannick Ngakwe from the Las Vegas Raiders. So the Raiders are definitely adding firepower, but they did lose Yannick Ngakwe and the Jacksonville Jaguars with one of, if not the most head-scratching offseason. So it was one thing to give Zay Jones a three-year, $24 million contract, like maybe overpaying a little bit, but you need a wide receiver, so whatever. And then you give Christian Kirk. Who? Christian Kirk, a four-year contract with a max value of $84 million, including $37 million guaranteed. I guess they're trying to give Trevor Lawrence weapons, but they better because if you start talking about the best young quarterbacks in the AFC right now, you're still talking Mahomes. Now that he's still in the AFC, you're still talking to Sean Watson. You're definitely talking Josh Allen. You're definitely talking Joe Burrow. But before we get to, like, Zach Wilson and before we get to Trevor Lawrence, let's let them do something. There's too many other established, good, young quarter. I didn't even mention Lamar Jackson, some of these other cats that have actually done something in the league. So before we start talking about Trevor Lawrence and, oh, now he's got Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and they added Evan Ingram. What? That team still stinks. They're going to get the number one pick again. 913-576-7610. Robert Woods goes to the Tennessee Titans. Trade for a six-round pick. Austin Hooper signs a one-year deal. And that's about it as far as the rest of the AFC. Like we said, the AFC West is loading up. I told you all those moves. The Chiefs must feel pretty good about where they're sitting right now. I know they went out there and got Juju Smith-Schuster. I know they went out there and tagged Orlando Clark and restructured Frank Clark and Orlando Brown restructured Frank Clark, signed Justin Reed. I don't think any of those moves either move the needle or necessarily win you a game or two in the standings when you look at the rest of the AFC West. How close are those teams in the rearview mirror? And what order are we talking about? Because don't forget the Chiefs won the division last year. True. 
But they also won the division the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, one more, the year before that. Are they going to do it again next year? And if not, who's it going to be? I think I know, and I'll tell you next. Coming up next on Bink Sundays with Grant on the Sports Machine, Sean Levine, and this is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, here we go. Final hour, final hour, I should say, of Big Sunday, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com with my guy Grant on the sports machine. Houston with an early lead over the fighting Illini. I'm telling you, man, they're going to blow them out. Unfortunately, I didn't get my actual money in on this, so you could might as well live bet them now, Grant, because if I don't have my money on it, but I tell you it's going to happen, it is going to happen. Houston's up 12-7 on Illinois right now in the 5-4 matchup. Houston trying to become a sweet 16 team. For back-to-back seasons. They made all of the Final Four last year. This afternoon, Ohio State takes on Villanova. Michigan State takes on Duke. Iowa State plays Wisconsin. Notre Dame versus Texas Tech. Tonight, Miami plays Auburn. That would have been a great football game 10 years ago. Uh, Texas plays Purdue. TCU plays Arizona. I'll be watching college basketball at some point between when I leave here. I host another show on the BetQL Network from 3 to 7 tonight, so you want to check that out i got a softball game coming up after that, so I'm not going to be able to watch this TCU-Arizona game. Don't worry, Grant. It's not going to stop me from putting my money down. And right when I get out of here, I've also got a date with my niece to watch Sing 2, which I'm actually pretty excited about. And you tell me that you've got a list over there of what the Internet considers to be the best sequels of all time? Give it to me, brother, and I'll shoot it down. I'm the king of the list when it comes to this radio station, damn it. It's a list from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It's They're a, pretty good. They're pretty good. You want me to start list. at 10 or you want yeah, me to start at 1? Yeah, 10 to 1. Do you not know how we do this? Have you never heard the show? I don't, I don't know. 10 to 1. Number 10, they say Aliens from 1986. Never saw it. 9? <laughs> Just moving on that quick. Never saw it. The Good and the Bad and the Ugly, 1967? Never heard of it. Next. Okay. Um... And Bride of Frankenstein, 1935. I actually have seen Bride of Frankenstein. That movie's badass. I'm not even joking. Like, I've seen the old version because my grandpa, he only watches movies that are in black and white because he's a 1,000 years old on his VCR that still pops up. And we did watch Bride of Frankenstein not that long ago. So I'm down with that one. Next. Uh, Godfather Part 2. I agree with that. I think that's the one that I would say Godfather 2 probably was better than Godfather 1, although I could definitely hear an argument for Godfather 1. 
Uh, up next is the Dark Knight. That's kind of cheating, though. How is that cheating? I wouldn't say it's necessarily a sequel. I mean, there have been a bunch of different Batman movies. I guess, I, is that a sequel? I guess it's a sequel in the same way that, I feel like, is Rocky on here somewhere? No. Okay, good. What You've made too many of them. Like, you can only be in this conversation if you've had, like, three yeah, or I less. I ran into a lot of lists where they're, like, naming all the Star Wars movies. That's what I'm saying. Or, like, all the Harry Potter yeah, movies. Yeah, that's crap. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for clarifying. If it's Harry Potter 9, the, well, I can't name any of them. Can you? Willows of Hollows or something? Willows of Hollows? <laughs> I can't name any of them. I can't name one Harry Potter movie. I mean, I could name them all, but. You could name them all. Well, yeah, I could name them all. All. How many are there? There's a hundred of them. There's seven. You can't name all seven. I could name all seven of them. Do but it. this terrible radio. But just do it real quick. Name, name two. Sorcerer Stone. Okay, I, I remember that. Uh, can you go in order? I'm trying to. The Chamber of Secrets. This is not horrible Prisoner radio, by Azkaban. the way. Anytime you can do a list. I, I could do good radio, and I could try to name the seven dwarfs right now, and it'd be good radio. See, you the got Goblin three of them. Fire. Now you're just making stuff up because you know that I have no idea if you're telling the truth or not. Anyway, uh, let me keep the people updated on the sports here, you dork. I can't believe you can name all those off the top of your head. What's the matter? Lord of the Rings, same thing, brother? Well, yeah, there's only three Lord of the Rings. What was that? What, do they have names, too? Yeah, or they, they've got names. Well, give them to me. The Fellowship of the Ring, oh. the Two Towers, and uh, Return of the King. You make me sick. You literally make me nauseous. That's fun. Uh, Houston is now up 16-9 to nine over Illinois. So here's kind of what it looks like as far as the, uh, the updated NCAA tournament bracket or who's still left. We talked about uh, the games that are being taking place today. Yesterday, Gonzaga beat Memphis, so they're still alive. Kansas is still around. They took care of Creighton. Carolina over Baylor in what has to be the game of the tournament, no matter what else happens this tournament. That was nuts. Michigan took care of Tennessee. UCLA over St. Mary's. And Providence beat Richmond. Arkansas took care of New Mexico State. And St. Peter's, the 15th seed, moves on, taking out Murray State 70-60. to 60. So that's who's left. It uh, We're about to find out the rest of the Sweet 16, which will be wrapped up by the end of tonight. Keep those texts rolling in. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. It kind of feels like yesterday, if you watched that Memphis-Gonzaga game, that Memphis choked away a really good chance to win a really big college basketball game, which takes me in my hot tub time machine all the way back to the year of 2008. Your boy was a young sports machine. I was the sports director at the time for the University of Kansas College Radio Station, KJHK, 90.7 KJHK, the alternative 90.7 KJHK. And I remember I took the road trip down to San Antonio. My buddy Crosby got us a couple of tickets to the national championship game. His grandparents owned the Lawrence Journal World, so we had an extra pair of tickets. Said, you and, you and your buddy Todd want to go? I said, Absolutely. So we drive down, we spend the night in Dallas, and KU plays in the only Final Four to this day, before or after, that's had all four number one seeds. KU, Memphis, North Carolina, UCLA. North Carolina was loaded. Ty Lawson, Tyler Hansborough. UCLA was loaded. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love. Memphis was loaded. Chris Douglas Roberts, 
Derrick Rose. But ultimately, the team that cut down the nets and won the national championship, Bill Self's only national title, the Kansas Jayhawks. It's crazy to think of KU's path now that I'm talking it out loud because not only do they have to take out Tyler Hansborough in the Final Four and Derrick Rose in the national championship game, Grant, for a free lunch, who did they beat in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four that year? I have no idea. Well, take a guess. I'm going to get you free lunch. Michigan State. No, you idiot. Why would you guess that? Not just messing with you. <laughs> Uh, Davidson, Steph Curry. Oh, nice. What a path that was, huh? Kind of looking back on it. But ultimately, the same way that Memphis was up by 10 points yesterday at halftime against the number one team, I think if I'm being honest with myself and going back to what happened in 2008 at the end of the game, which, by the way, I rewatched last week. Every, like, six months or so, I'll rewatch the highlights from the national championship game, one of my fondest memories. And... As impressive as it was what Kansas was able to do the last two minutes of that game, it was an absolute, complete and total crapping of the pants and the poop coming out the bottom for Memphis. Like, that was bad. Missed free throws, bad decisions, fouling guys when they shouldn't have, stopping the clock. Like, anyway, that's what it reminded me of yesterday. When I was watching Memphis choke away that game, I thought, you know what? I've seen this before. And it was funny because I was in San Antonio, like I mentioned, and you would not believe who I drank with that night. I drank with a lot of people that night. A lot of KU fans. I also drank with the Memphis Tigers mascot, and it was the funniest thing ever. I'm still Facebook friends with the kid. His name's Justin. It's hilarious because he was a senior, and so, like, if Memphis was going to win the national championship, he was going to go out on the river walk dressed as the Memphis Tiger, right? And, like, everybody's going to high-five. He's going to be the man. But instead, he said, screw it, because he was done at that point, and he just took off the head. So, so it was like a tiger body, a tiger tail, and Justin's face. And I, he's allowed to just wear the tiger head out. No, he was a senior. He said, "Screw it." Of course, he wasn't allowed to do it. And like I said, you weren't listening. It wasn't the tiger head. It was everything but the tiger head. I was listening. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen a mascot and everything but the head. It's super creepy. Now you probably are a little bit uh, different when it comes to mascots because you went to K State. The only mascot I can think of with a animal head and human appendages. So what do I know? You're probably used to that crap. You're like, oh, so you drank with a, a headless tiger mascot on the river walk. If he What's takes the, the head big deal? off, Willie is pretty much, he's just a human being. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't have to dive too deep into this, but why? Like, is there not enough money in the endowment fund to get some arms and legs? Or does he need to be, have the arms and legs to do the push-ups? What is it? Doesn't make any he, sense. He does a lot of push-ups. I understand he does a lot of push-ups. He's jacked. I'm not denying that. Willie could kick my ass. Yeah, there, it I gets said hot it. in the costume. Who cares? It gets hot in the costume. I don't know what the reason is. It gets hot. In- You've been the blimp. 913-576-7610. We got one segment left. I'll try to stop yelling at Grant. Pink Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Pink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right. Let's put a bow on this bad boy. Good Sunday morning to you, Kansas City. It's beautiful outside. I'd love to be able to go to the city market when I leave here and get some of the best chocolate chip cookies in the world from Sweet Galena. But unfortunately, I can't do that because I'm going to watch Sing 2 with my niece. Not unfortunately. I'm just busy, man. That's all I'm saying. I did pull up a list of the best uh, sports sequels of all time. At the top of most of those lists, Major League 2, Back to the Miners, was fine. 
I think the major league set a very high standard for baseball comedy. D3, the Mighty Ducks. So that'd be the third one. There's no way they call the second one D3. That wouldn't make any sense. That'd be very confusing. The first one, Triple D, Charlie Conway. The second one is when they beat Iceland, right? Third one? I don't even remember it. Karate Kid, part two. Bad News Bears. Never saw the sequel. Didn't know they made it. This thing says they made a sequel to The Sandlot. It doesn't say it was good, but it says they made a sequel to The Sandlot. I don't believe that. You're killing me, Smalls. What, you've seen it? I mean, they definitely made the sequel. I, I haven't seen it, but they definitely made it. I bet it. it wasn't in theaters. Something tells me if Sandlot 2 was in theaters, I would have known. 913-576-7610. All right, let's just kind of go all over the place and wrap things up. Um, oh, how's your race going over there? What's going on in the Formula 1 race? So it's over. It, it's over. It's over. The race is over. Dude, that thing lasted 15 minutes. Oh, we've been on air for... It lasted two hours. It wow. started about 10 o'clock. Okay. Hour and a half, I guess. Who won? Carlos Sainz. I tried to tell you that's who I wanted to bet on. It's Charles Leclerc. Wait, who? Two, the two guys Ferraris. Won? The two Ferraris finished one, two. That's the important part. The two Ferraris? Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, but I also went to Pro Bowl riding on Friday night at T-Mobile, and I didn't know what was going on there, but it was a good time. LeBron James is now the number two all-time leading scorer. He passed. Who did he pass, Grant? If you're so damn smart. Carl Malone. Carl Malone. He's now the second leading scorer in NBA history. Um, Zach Greinke, if you missed it earlier this week, back with the Kansas City Royals on a one-year contract. Expectations for Bobby Witt Jr., according to Las Vegas, sky high. He's three and a half to one to win the rookie of the year. Same thing with Salvi to lead the league in home runs. Ten to one. Feels like it should be 50 to one, which is what it was last year until he did it. NFL free agency, we spent the better part of three hours talking about the moves the Chiefs have not made. A little bit of Juju Smith-Schuster talk. thing about Juju is I don't want to get too excited for a guy that I think there's a chance is either injured goods or we've seen the best of. Most of the time with wide receivers, when you get a little bit old, when you've been in the league for five years, and especially when you've had both those things and you're coming off of an injury, you're not going to go out there and have 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns like he had that one year, which was five years ago. So proceed with caution. I've been wrong before, though. Just because I say it doesn't mean it happens. That's for damn sure. I said the same thing about Tyron Matthew. When the Chiefs got Tyron Matthew, I remember CDOT making a big deal out of it, and I said, eh, whatever, dude. Like, they got him in name, but not in game. He's just the honey badger. No, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without that guy. He changed the culture. I don't think they need him anymore. They went out and they got Justin Reed. We'll see what other moves the Chiefs plan on doing with that secondary because I think the last couple of years, even though they didn't spend a ton of money, they were kind of drafting guys and finding the Trivarius Wards and Legereus Sneeds and those type of cats. Rashad Fenton. They're going to either have to spend some of the money they have available or spend some of their high draft picks in the secondary because at this point you just need warm bodies. You're about to let the Honey Badger walk. Trivarius Ward already did. Speaking of adding Juju, I should probably mention that a couple of days ago, Byron Pringle signed with the Chicago Bears. So same thing with the wide receiver core. At this point, it's just warm bodies. Like, you got to get a couple of guys in there. The rest of the division, clearly, clearly, it's an armed race, and they are doing what they can to catch you if you are the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, speaking of 
getting caught. Let's give some updates on what's going on right now in the NCAA tournament. There's only one game taking place right now, and that is Houston versus Illinois. And I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but I told you that Houston was going to crush them. Remember that when I've been saying that a bunch? Well, they're up by 12 points right now with five minutes left in the first half. Every time I don't make a bet, dude, I swear, if I make a bet and I don't feel great about it, they definitely lose. If I say it on a radio station and I don't put any money on it, I feel like other people do. Because I get texts all the time. They're like, dude, you told me to take that team. And I'm thinking, dude, I know I did. And I didn't have the balls to do it myself. Anyway, Houston's up 23-11. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit upset about that. I think Houston's good. Uh, coming up this afternoon, Ohio State, Villanova. The one everybody's looking forward to, I suppose, Michigan State versus Duke. Iowa State, and then you got to run a Big 12 games tonight. So just get comfortable at 5 o'clock tonight if you like Big 12 basketball or if you just like NCAA tournament ball, you got a bunch of big, big 12 games. So 5-10, Iowa State, Wisconsin, 6-10, Notre Dame, Texas Tech. And then coming up after that, you've got Texas and Purdue at 740. And then the late game tonight, TCU versus Arizona. So you got four Big 12 teams playing in the last five games today. Of course, Baylor got knocked out yesterday. And Kansas, and we can go ahead and polish off the show talking about my beloved Kansas Jayhawks. I believe I put themselves in a pretty good position compared to where they were at the beginning of the tournament. So right now, here's what it looks like. Here's what we know. Gonzaga is playing Arkansas. One of those two teams is going to end up in the Elite Eight. North Carolina is playing UCLA. One of those teams is going to end up in the Elite Eight. Besides that, it's going to be the winner of Texas-Purdue versus, wait for it, St. Peter's. So either... So if Texas wins versus Purdue, and they're only a three-and-a-half-point dog, so it definitely could happen. They've been playing good ball. They have to play St. Peter's. Texas does to make it to the Elite Eight. How about that? On the other side, here's what we know. KU will play Providence. So the chalk has worked out the way it's supposed to. Providence is a very good basketball team with a lot of experience. I like their coach, Ed Cooley. And Michigan has moved on. They beat Tennessee. That's all we know. That's that's those are the five those are the elite eight teams that have moved through so far, and then we'll see what ends up happening. So Kansas, the teams that potentially could get in their way for the final four, Providence, if they get by that game, they play the winner of whoever wins the so so like I said tonight is Iowa State and Wisconsin, probably Wisconsin going to win that game. Miami takes on Auburn. Miami's tricky good. Miami got out the gates one and four this year, and everybody thought they were going to suck. And then they had a really good – they finished fourth in their conference. I don't know if they beat Auburn, and I don't know if Iowa State beats Wisconsin. And if I'm right about those things, then it's one, two, three, and four in the Midwest region. So, yeah, it looked like KU might have caught a break. Once you saw the brackets come out and go, oh, cool, they don't have to deal with Kentucky as their two or they don't have to deal with Tennessee as their three. Well, those teams are gone. Or Iowa, actually, they did have to deal with Iowa as their five, but they're gone too. One's left Kansas, four's left Providence. Wisconsin's still there against Iowa State tonight. Auburn takes on Miami. 913-576-7610 to get any final thoughts. And here's the thing about the Jayhawks. They went the entire year thinking, okay, the way we're going to cut down the nets is we're going to play an inside-out game. I should say an outside-in game where we've got Ochai Obaji, first-team All-American, runner up for National Player of the Year most likely, and unanimous 
Big 12 player of the year. Guy's a stud. You also got Christian Brown. Okay, cool. We'll take both those guys. They can both kind of play down low, get to the rim, but also shoot the Brock. David McCormick, you don't have to really run plays for that guy. Four McDonald's All-American, big dude. Just grabs a bunch of rebounds, double-double machine. Whoever you're playing at the four that given night, point guard play. Well, now you got that figured out too with Remy Martin. And of all those guys that I just mentioned, David McCormick's definitely going to get a shot in the league. He's big enough. Christian Brown will absolutely play NBA basketball. Reminds me kind of of Svee from a couple of years ago. Svee Mikhailuk. As if I had to give you the last name because there's so many Svees out there. Ocho Abadji's worked his way up to maybe being a lottery pick. But the best player on this KU basketball team right now, the guy that's playing better basketball than anybody, maybe not just on this team, but in the country, Remy Martin. And it's not like it came out of nowhere. It's not like when Mitch Lightfoot scored 17 points in the Big 12 tournament. It's like, what? Where you been? Remy Martin averaged 19 points a game for two years at Arizona State, was the number one transfer, ended up choosing Kansas, was the conference preseason player of the year, didn't really play because of injuries and crap, and other guys kind of supplanted him. Well, now he's here when it matters, and he has a chance to go down and become a KU legend. It'll be crazy. If KU cuts down the nets, and it's because of Remy Martin, he's going to go down as a legend, a KU point guard legend that they're always going to talk about. And it's going to be a six-game run, hopefully. Thanks to Grant. Thanks to your calls and your text. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Let me check the schedule real quick. Hold on. I'm back tomorrow night. Think at night. I'll talk to you then. 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.